What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive, and I am not joined by my cohort Ricky this evening. He is otherwise indisposed with uh, childcare, family issues, nothing untoward at all. Just that Ricky is not able to be here tonight. So, for any of you who are my pals on Twitter, you will have seen I have sent out a plea for help for content tonight. From you guys, looking for some Twitter questions. Um, we'll get to them in a wee minute. But first of all, I want to start with a little get well wish to Road Dog Jesse James. Um, it's a bit scary when you hear of something happening so sudden like that. And for someone in the wrestling business who, divisive as he is, has been a linchpin for the behind the scenes, as it were, and just the general sort of nostalgia that people have with WWF. Just hope he does well and hopefully he's back in the end as soon as possible. And get well soon to Austin Aries as well. Oh, sorry. No. Not at all. Uh, in fact, I hope you have. I hope you have some sniffles coming your way, Austin Aries. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, first things first, I would like to dedicate this podcast episode to alcohol. Uh, with Ricky out of the picture this week, what better company to have than some... Beer and wine, uh, beer and wine, whatever you want to call it, or whoever you want to say. Uh, probably a bad idea if I'm left to my own devices with a microphone in front of me and a general light, light-weightedness to my drinking tolerance, so this should be fun going forward. Wish me luck, everyone. Thank you very much. So what I wanted to do is do so this was intended for Ricky, but I think next week, with it being a NXT takeover slash... WrestleMania weekend show will more more than likely do some sort of quiz oriented around those two shows. I was going to do this quiz with him tonight. He's not here, so I'm going to do it with you guys, and I'm going to start the show with a quiz time. So, it's fucking quiz time with Clive and Ricky's fucked off. A fucking Clive and Twitter friends quiz. What I want you to do, ladies and gentlemen, if there are those of you who are able to multitask mentally, emotionally, physically, if there are those of you who are pausing this podcast for to start a shift at work or to start a shift as a parent or a carer or a spouse or just a person or you're going to do a shite and you can't take your phone into the computer... I've got a wee game for you to play tonight, so this quiz is for you guys as well. What I want you to do, I have got about 50 names here that I've been compiling over the last few days. I want you to name as many as you can wrestlers whose name, well that name is their shoot name, 
their wrestling name or a name they have previously had, whether it's been on NXT, WWE or an Indies or AEW, if they have had this name at some point in their career. And that name is both the pre-name, uh, pro-name, what's it called? Your given name and your surname are both given names, if that makes sense. So, for instance, uh, in the, the football world, if I was to tell you of a th- footballer who has two first names for their full name, Thierry Henry, okay, or Edgar Davids, so you notice that I said Davids there, so you can include plurals in this. So just to reiterate, you have to think of a wrestler whose shoot name, wrestling name, or previous name, both names are first names. Okay, so we'll get. I'll give you what I've got towards the end of the show, and that can, as I say, if you're zoning out or you don't care about anyone else's questions, you just saunter ahead with your guesses for this. And you know what? Obviously, a lot of us are working from home. If you're having team meetings on Skype or Zoom or MS Teams, or you're in work, shout out to those that are in the front line. Big up. Um, and I do mean that genuinely. Big up to you all. Have a water cooler moment with some of your favourite, your favourites, <laughs> some of your friends who are wrestling minded, or if you want to just change it to a category of your choice, play this game. You'll have some fun. <coughs> Covid. So, let's go into Twitter and see what the questions are. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's see where my tweet is. So I asked out earlier today, got any questions you want answered on the pod this week, wrestling or otherwise? Ask away in the comments below by 2030 Big Ben time. I'm just going to go in order of what appears on my screen. So some of you have just just managed to squeeze it in before Big Ben strikes half eight. I know that Big Ben doesn't strike half past eight or if he does, then I'm wrong. But I'm just going with order of what has appeared on my screen. Because usually Ricky's in charge of the dealing with the questions and it's his bag and he's not here so I've picked up his bag. So this is, and a special shout out to Sir Samuel. Like myself, he has taken a, a back seat with regards to column writing. Um, so shout out to Sir Sam for that side of things. Also, I want you all to check out Sir Sam at Sir underscore Samuel. I've not done it myself yet, I've been waiting for payday but uh, Sir Sam has got a charitable cause that he's currently involved in. I'd like you to really go and check that out and check out what is probably his pinned tweet um, help Sam reach that goal. So Sam's third, first question, third question, your favourite scotch. Now, I wouldn't say I am a scotch drinker or a whiskey drinker. Uh, but as a creature of habit, I have a couple of different beer, uh, alcohols in front of me tonight. One of them is Desperados, 5.9%. Uh, a lovely beer with tequila in it. And I also have some Pinot Grigio as well. So I don't have a favourite scotch, but, and I don't know, this might raise some eyebrows for any Scottish listeners out there. And it's not even that cultured or that highbrow or that like, classy, but I do like a white in the kai. Very simple, straight to the point. And it's just a nice whiskey. So White and Mackay is my choice. You can get it in any any newsagents you wish. So if anyone wants to buy me some White and Mackay, uh, White or Mackay, just let me know. Slide into my DMs like a, an enabler that you are. Second question. 
This is Bright, this is Clive's subconscious here telling you that he doesn't have a single clue about rugby other than the fact that it's a better version of American football but I'll just kid on that I know what rugby is. Uh, this is Sir Sam's second question. How I feel about Scotland's performance in the Six Nations. Your captain seems like a very good leader and Sam, my answer to that is yes. Very much yes. Uh, thank you for that question. Number three from Sam, a nice triumvirate here. Who is one Scottish celebrity you think could cross over to wrestling? Now, one of my obvious answers would be Gredo, and I know he has been in wrestling, but he's made quite the name for himself in Scottish culture with regards to pantomimes, soap operas, radio, uh, some of your other sort of Scottish reality TV things you get on sitcoms and I know that all of that came from his stint as a wrestler but can I say Grado as an answer? I think he's really good, I think he's really funny Uh, shout out to his podcast Wrestling Daft which you would have no idea how funny this is it might just be a thing that if you're Scottish you find it funny but I I urge anyone who is interested or appreciates Grado or the Scottish bants then check out Wrestling Daft but the, I would say him. Otherwise, in terms of who would have as a celebrity, I'm going to say James McAvoy. Um, it's one of those ones where you look at James McAvoy, you don't see someone who's six foot five, um, built out of granite. But I think he's got enough charisma. He could easily pull off some sort of managerial role or a GM role. And his comedy chops are shit hot. There is a a YouTube show that he does called Star Force with a lot of actors and actresses from Outlander. Uh, and he plays basically a rip-off of Captain Jean-Luc Picard and William Shatner, and it's fucking brilliant. And I think James McAvoy would be a good shout. I think he's a, a stellar actor as well. So thank you, Sam, for those questions. At Five Nerds Go, up next... What's the second half of your Iron Brew story? For anyone who listened to Five Nerds Go a good good few months ago now, uh, it was actually my first appearance on the show. Two seconds for a wee swig of beers. Shout out to Desperados.com. The Iron Brew story. Now, many of you will be aware of where Iron Brew came from. So, just to expand on that for you, I was on a tour of Celtic Park in 2000, late 2000. This was in the Martin O'Neill era where Celtic were just brutality. It was it was a team of sheer brutality. They destroyed Rangers 6-2. Uh, not long after this, I went to Celtic Park for a tour. And part of the tour was overlooking a graveyard which had a factory, a glass-looking factory at the end of the graveyard. And in that graveyard, the tour guide told us that this was a place where they built steel products uh, so you can imagine that now Iron Brew has been about since 1901 literally 120 years ago Iron Brew has been about uh, steel workers in a factory glass roof, you can imagine the fucking brutality Let's play a drinking game tonight If for how many times I say brutality I guarantee I will lose um, it was very hot now, Scotland doesn't get much sunshine, but see, when it does, our peely wally skin cannot adhere to it at all. So they were brutally hot. There's brutal again, Jesus Christ. 
They were very hot. And the workers needed a brew to help them. Maybe not steel, maybe it was iron. Because otherwise it would be called steel brew. The workers needed a brew, a soft drink to keep them cool in those summer months. And that's where Iron Brew came from. Now, I heard this at Celtic Park. And Celtic Park have been known to lie in the past. Big Jock and all that. <clears throat> but that's what I was told from the Celtic Park tour guide. And I choose to believe it. As for the second part of the Iron Brew story, Five Nerds Go, a.k.a. Um, Green Cup Guy, <laughs> there isn't a second part. You, you yourself and all your pals told me it was a highly boring story. So there wasn't any other part to it, and I won't divulge it. I want to keep listeners engaged throughout the show, unless you're not engaged and you want to keep thinking of wrestlers whose both names are first names. Uh, oh, Jesus. If you were, This is from Five Nerds Go. We've got four questions from Five Nerds Go here. If you were the village people, which job would you choose and which other two people would you make join you guys? So Ricky's obviously not with us tonight. Um I'll make Ricky go the... I don't know who who is in the village people. You've got a mechanic, you have a Native American, you have a polis, and you have what? I don't know. So I'll, uh, I'll go the Native American and Ricky can go the polis because he hates Indians. <laughs> Not because of the polis thing. It's a private joke, and it's a it's a joke for Native Americans. Probably should edit this out. It's a joke. Ricky's not here to answer himself, and I've just put him in deep water. Five Nerds Go asks, why are bees pricks? I disagree. Five Nerds Go, bees are not pricks. Bees are um, pollinators. They are a sign of spring slash summer. They are the antithesis of their wanker cousins, the wasps. And now wasps are pricks. Wasps are wankers and wasps are cunts. You don't want anything to do with wasps. Poor bees. Um, a bit disappointed in you there, to be honest with you, Matt. Last question, and it's actually a decent, <laughs> decent one. Make a match card for the Hall of Fame people from both 2021 since they're doing it together. Very good question, actually. Luckily, I have bookmarked such a list of the Hall of Famers from class 2020 to 2021. And it's... Oh, shit, it's disappeared. Where's it going? Where's the list going? I must not have thinked that. Uh, I'm going to quickly look for it because I know that I've got an answer for it. Uh, I did look at them. I don't know them off the top of my head. Let me see. I know that... Shit. I know that uh, Gary... Gary Cassidy. Is that his name? The guy we had on the show before. Gary Cassidy. That is Gary Cassidy. You know him. Inside the ropes. Um, Quite a well-respected dirt sheet. Not... uh, Yes, a well-respected dirt sheeter. Um, he at least calls out things. Where is it? Where's his fucking tweet from? Right, so I've got the list here. We have Kane, Eric Bischoff, Molly Holly, RVD, The Great Cali, NWO, The Bellaton Twins, JBL, 
British Bulldog and Drushen Thunder Liger straight off the bat in their prime. You know that you know I will say RVD versus Drushen Thunder Liger. Can you imagine that as a curtain jerker? That would be fucking sensational. And if anyone has the most up to date Fire Pro Wrestling or WWF No Mercy engine and they can create wrestlers. Show me a match between RVD and Tristan Thunder Liger and you're guaranteed some success. Next up, to cool the fans down, to bring them all the way down, you've obviously got to have the Giant versus the Giant. So Kane versus the fucking Great Khali and arguably, maybe even inarguably, the most high spot ridden match of all time. I would then have... Now, this is a, will be controversial saying it. Uh, I would have Molly Holly versus Nikki Bella because, let's be honest, Nikki Bella is a far more talented in-ring wrestler than Brie Bella. Brie Bella can come out to the side and cheer on Nikki, obviously. Molly Holly was a wrestler who stood for women's rights, stood for equality, um, stood for just being, just being a wrestler. Obviously, she had the superhero gimmicks but she was a wrestler first and foremost and not a diva and the Bellas although winners of NXT there was definitely a diva mentality to them Uh, when you think of the Divas Championship it's kind of synonymous with Nikki and the the reality TV shows just the, the general mood of the Bellas is diva them so I think that's one of those fights so it's it's professional wrestling versus sports entertainment and I think it would be a good showdown three matches in oh hmm I think it'd have to like this is kind of process of elimination oh, let me think let me think so we're left with Bischoff now I wouldn't put Bischoff in a match So I think he would come down with the NWO. But the thing is, NWO, British Bulldog and JBL, that's who I'm left with. JBL, I mean, JBL gets a lot of hate. He's obviously a bullying wanker. Uh, Kurt Angle alluded to as much on his podcast. Um, What would I do here? Fuck it. I would do British Bulldog versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, British Bulldog versus Hulk Hogan in a match where British Bulldog fights for the respect of his friend's name, Bret Hart, because Bret Hart hated Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan's a racist piece of shite. Um, And British Bulldog comes back to life and probably could easily beat Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan's back is as stiff as as um, I'm sure they're as stiff as Sean Stasiak's dick when he was going out with Terry Runnels I know that doesn't make much sense but there you go (laughs) and we're left with JBL in a 2 and 1 handicap match versus Scott Hall and Kevin Nash because obviously that's what everyone wants to see main event the show right okay let's quickly rifle through my Twitter feed back to Shit, this is where I start falling apart. I'm going to pause it so I can 
sounds as sound as seamless as a pair of trousers without seams. Next up, we have at Murray Bone forty four. Shout out to Murray. Um, your thoughts on the IWGP World Heavyweight Title design? I personally don't think it's bad, but I feel since it's replacing a really good belt is the reason it gets hate. Murray, you have hit the nail right on the head so much that the nail has just imploded out of sheer accuracy. Uh, I don't know why, shout out to the Kiss guys, they'll probably know more than me, but I don't know why they get rid of it. I feel that AEW world title belt, now it's full of it's full of fucking all sorts. It looks like something out of a Chinese dynasty museum. So sparkly and beautiful, but I don't. It's too it's too much and it's too tall. If that makes sense. IWGP is very sparkly, very beautiful, and very Chinese ancient dynasty stuff. But the IWGP belt was a thing of absolute beauty, and it wasn't too tall either. I think it was really nice. This one. I've uh, the new one. I've seen memes of Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo. I've seen people shit on it. Uh, not, not Brad Maddox style. Um, just verbally shit on it. And I have to say, when I look at it, I think it's one of those things that I, you would get in the Argos catalogue next in the Power Rangers section. You know, back in the day, Power Rangers was a big deal. You'd open your Argos catalogue. I used to work in Argos, by the way. Fucking great job. You go into Argos, and you'd see all the toys, the figures, the big vehicle when it merges together, and then you just see this random belt. So it looks like a Power Rangers world title belt to me. Um, I, not a fan. Um, generally not a fan. Not a fan of the, Jap- the New Japan US belt. The other belts are nice. Uh, I, I'd actually like to know... If you can come back to me after you've listened to this, if you do listen to this, Mags, big belt fan, what your thoughts on the new IWGP World Heavyweight title belt is like. Next question from Murraybone, 44. Also thoughts on Alex Salmond making his own political party, all because his ego wants to be the one who got Sturgeon, who got Scotland independence and not Nicola Sturgeon. Oh, Murray, what kind of worms? For anyone not, I'm sure many of you have heard who Nicola Sturgeon is. She's fighting a good fight up here. Um, she's she's not doing the greatest. She's not doing the best ever job in handling coronavirus. She's not doing the best ever job in handling uh, re-ingratiation into society. But she's doing the best she bloody well can, and she's come under fire recently because of shit that Alex Salmond has said, who was a previous leader of the SNP, who was a pro-independence. To me, I'm actually very fucking angry about it because Alex Salmond, okay, found in the court of law to be exonerated from all sort of dodgy sexual abuse claims, but, you know, that's one of those ones you're like, nah, he's a fucking dodgy bastard. So Alex Salmond, he's been ridiculed in the papers, Nicola Sturgeon's been dragged through a hedge backwards, Um dragged over the coals and she still to this day maintains a high level of decorum through the whole thing and I remember like the thing is Alex Salmon started this new Alba political party he may want Scottish independent but I think it harms it harms 
and chances for Scottish independence because SNP have said if you vote for SNP in the upcoming elections, you are voting for Scotland to initiate Indiref 2. If they don't get as many votes because there's some arseholes that still support Alex Salmond, that hurts SNP and SNP are driven to go for the Indy vote. Alex Salmond is nothing but a saboteur. If that means sabotager, then I'm really clever with my lingo tonight. Alex Salmond, you're a bad man. Uh, not happy. Not happy at all. You've, you've brought the you know, eye out in me. It's Ray Cash has sent me a picture of a young um, teenager with quite the overbite and dabbing his forehead. He hasn't got back to me, so shout out to It's Ray Cash. Mags, good old Mags. What's the best and worst things about being Scottish? Best? That's an interesting question, really, when you think about it. The best thing about being Scottish? Um, sounds like a cliche, but the scenery. I mean, I'm right next door to Ben Lomond. I can see it from my window. Fantastic view. Many foreigners, uh, they see Scotland as a quite a magical place in terms of just the scenery, the lore, the culture. But really, the real answer is we can actually pronounce the words purple and murder correctly. No one else can. Go on, anyone who speaks English, say purple and murder, and I bet you you don't pronounce the middle R. So that's the best thing about being Scottish. The worst thing about being Scottish, Mags, honestly, it's the, oh aye, the fried food or the alcoholism. Uh, Listen, Scotland likes a drink. (laughs) I'm drinking tonight, I can't believe I'm trying to defend myself here. But Scotland is not the only country that likes a drink, but specifically, see the whole, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to fry it? Fuck off with that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something LA night style. You can have healthy food fried. You can fry it in coconut oil. You can fry it in ghee. You can fry it in butter. You can fry it in olive oil. You can fry anything and make it healthy. You can fry it in lard and it's still healthy. Okay, you get your trippies that deep fry a fucking half pizza in the fryer and it comes up looking like the thing's dick. But the point of the matter is... I've never seen a deep-fried Mars bar, even on a menu of a chip shop, never mind in person. It's a lie. It's a fucking lie. And it's, it's rich. Now, Mags, I'm answering your question, but it's not a personal attack. What bothers me about that question is that it comes from many an Englishman when they can't even speak without the words that are forming out of their mouth are covered in pastry or gravy. The fucking pas- pas- um, what they called pasties, Cornish pasties, um, fucking Sunday roasts, Sunday carveries. I can s- I'm up. I'm a good couple. I'm a good hundred or so miles away from the English border, and I can still smell the pastry through here. So don't hit me with your fried food pish, England. Pastry's nice. Pastry is nice, but your whole country is covered in pastry and gravy. And technically, if you can fry healthily, pastry has carbohydrates and gluten. You are fucked. So don't ever 
ever come back to me and say, oh, fried food again, or I'll just smack you over the face with a bottle of coconut oil. Thank you, Mags. What's my hidden talent? I play the clarinet. I haven't played the clarinet for a long time, but I took it very seriously at the uh, end, the twilight of my primary school and all throughout high school. Uh, Very, very good clarinetist. I went to band camp several times. I can confirm the rumours are true with regards to band camp. Uh, Really good time. In all honesty, it really bolstered my social skills in a way I would never have thought possible. I owe a lot to band camp. But clarinets, that is my secret hidden talent. Maybe one day I will do the quiz time on the clarinet. Dust it off. Get the old bell out. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Get the bell out uh, and play some tunes for you on the old clarinet. Last question from Mags. Now, Ricky's not here to defend himself, so what is one interesting fact you know about each other? <laughs> Let me see. I used to, I don't know this is common knowledge, but I used to be Ricky's boss. So that kind of is an interesting fact about each of us. I was his boss one day, one day uh, for a while, in a, a governmental job. So there you go. And now he likes to think he's the boss, but he's not. So next up we have at SJP Words, Sai Powell from Chain Wrestling. Hello, Sai. Sai asks, quite quite a, a thinker of a question. If you could take one pay-per-view match from WCW and place it into a WWF slash E show to make it better, what match and pay-per-view would you choose? Now, I think it would be very hard to pick a specific WWE show. Uh, there's been so many pay-per-views in WWE it's really hard to narrow it down Um, and I have given it some thought with regards to what I would pick from WCW I didn't have too much thought I was trying to think of others there's some I've just simply not seen but Eddie Guerrero Raymond Mysterio Halloween Havoc 1997 I put that in many many of WWE's pay-per-views that's a, good, a great curtain jerker a really good, just a fantastic match and it was them in their youth them very good so I, I, I can't really answer specifically where I would, what show I would put them in I think that's a toughie um, so I'm not going to grant you that wish tonight so si. I'm very sorry and if you're upset with that then you've been battering on about Wrestlemania 7 since the cows came home so that's your loss there I, I, I want to give a shout out to the the Nitro after the infamous bash at the beach where Hulk Hogan screwed the world. Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio in a cruiserweight title match. The Nitro after bash at the beach, 1996. I urge, urge you to have a swatch at that match. Fucking belter of a match. Next up, the one and only Rain Counter, my favourite Welshman. Uh, my favourite person called Paul. Favourite person with glasses. Uh, very sorry to others who have glasses I just made that up, it's not true this is a very interesting question from Tolly as we, brackets or parenthesis, hopefully approach the end of the Covid era in wrestling, what is your assessment? 
My assessment overall has been it's a very it's been a very experimental time in wrestling. They've been trying different things with regards to cinematic matches, um, controlled stage environments, controlled crowd responses, um, a bit of a laissez-faire. I think AEW is a laissez-faire side of things with the the fan, not fans, sorry, the wrestlers in the front rows. Like it's been a bit easy going with AEW. I don't think I don't think AEW has had that same grit not grit, like seriousness of stories since it since it lost a lot of its fans. In terms of serious stories, I think the most serious one or the most sort of gravita gravitational oh, I'm starting to talk shit. Like, for instance, MJF whipping Cody Rhodes. Like, that was a big deal. It would have been a bit weird without any fans. So I think it's lost a bit of grit there. So I think it's just... It's been a very experimental time. What unexpected positives come out of it, the COVID era? That's a, that's a very easy answer for me, and that is Roman Reigns. I genuinely don't think that his quiet, self-assured evil... Um, dominance would have come across as well if it was in front of a crowd because those first few matches they, well, okay you've got your summer, not SummerSlam Night of Champions match between Braun was it The Fiend? Fuck no, it was Fuck The Fiend um, basically Roman Reigns from so onwards that really set the tone for Roman Reigns, that match with GSO. The quiet talking in the ring, you could hear every word. It was, that was a very verbal match. And it set the tone for Roman Reigns. And I don't think his run as Universal Champion would have been as successful as it has been if a crowd had been there. So I think that has, is it, like that's arguably the best thing that's going on in WWE just now, Roman Reigns. So... He's an unexpected positive who excelled. Oh, to be honest, you've got a laundry list there. You've got Asuka, you've got uh, Sami Zayn, you have Bailey, you have Sasha Banks, you have. Oh, a lot of the mid carders in NXT, your Dexter Loomis's, your Bronson Reeds. Your Cameron Grimes is, 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 is. I think a lot of these people, we'll, we'll touch on NXT in a minute. I think these are the people who have excelled. Sami Zayn, like, see uh, Nikki Cross at first, although she's just dwindled into. What's the word? I can't remember. She's just dwindled. She's not there as much anymore, which is a shame. But those guys, like, a lot of the women excelled. I think a lot of the, the louder wrestlers who might seem at first about oh for god's sake you're so annoying but they've come across so well Bailey with her Karen character um, Sasha not but Sasha Sami Zayn with his conspiratorial stuff Nikki Cross with her larger than life character Asuka I mean I've still I, remem I remember regularly uh, when she quote unquote won the women's raw title when Becky Lynch cashed in her pregnancy in the card briefcase the just the general Asuka that springtime was fucking sensational what did you miss most Paul Tolley asks 
and I know the answer to that. The answer, and it kind of ties in with what are you looking forward to most about wrestling back in a normal setting. The honest answer is NXT in front of a crowd. I didn't have to think about this question at all. I thought that the USA era, USA TV era for NXT started off at a thousand miles an hour. I thought the creative was fantastic, especially leading into Survivor Series, especially leading up to Rhea Ripley's NXT Women's Title win against Shayna Baszler. I thought, I thought NXT handled the extra hour per week and the live setting very, very well. But as soon as the as soon as COVID hit, without that smart, admittedly smarky, very smarky crowd in full sale, and the the takeover crowds who will take anything and just love it or hate it, but act appropriately. Like I miss the NXT crowd most more than absolutely anything. And I've watched NXT and it's had its peaks and its troughs and its um, high points and low points. And it's been good. I mean, there's been some absolute crackers in there. The women's war games was fantastic. A lot of a lot of the women's matches have been fantastic. The cage matches, Rhea Ripley's matches, Dexter Loomis. That's another point for someone who could maybe would not have worked so well in a crowd. He's done very well for himself in this quiet time. But in terms of what I've missed most and what I'm looking forward to is an NXT crowd. I miss it like dearly. I think NXT has suffered without it. Like one of the main things about it is okay, you've had your themed nights, Halloween Havoc, uh, in your house, Super Tuesday, all that stuff. But a takeover, a takeover. I mean, even even a full sale crowd on a takeover nights were a bit more mental than they were on normal NXT nights. So we need a takeover crowd. We need that back. I am in no rush for that to happen because fucking Florida doesn't have a clue what's going on with themselves in terms of COVID management. But that's what I'm looking forward to the, mo- the most. Last, Second last question from Rain Counter. Uh, who ate the bat? And the obvious answer is Os- Oswald Osborne. Of course, Oswald Osborne. Last question from Paul Tolley. Who's your favourite Scottish band musical artist? Now... I am a at heart a rock fan. Anything with guitars, I'm not going to subcategorise with regards to metal, doom metal, stoner metal, uh, stoner rock, rock, punk, indie. I just like fucking guitar music, okay? And you would maybe think that my obvious answer would be Biffy Clyro, but I have not heard enough of Biffy Clyro to say that they are my favourite Scottish export with regards to all things music. So I'm going to... Uh, Maybe surprise some, maybe make some of you laugh, but I'm going to say Texas. I've got a soft spot for Texas in that one year in my early, very, very early teens, maybe even ten, I got the Texas album White on Blonde for my Christmas. And it was just it was just one of those albums that I listened to constantly, and I've got a really, uh, a really secure place in my heart for that White on Blonde album. Black Eyed Boy, tune. She has a halo tune. Um, insane tune. So Texas, that's my shout. Maybe not everyone's cup of tea, maybe a bit too bland, but okay, they're in the pop genre, but they're singer-songwriters. They wrote their own shit. It's catchy. It's fucking catchy, okay? White on Blonde album. Get it sorted. 
So I'm going to take a wee break from Twitter questions to answer some personal questions that didn't make it to Twitter. First one being from Rab Ropes. We all know Rab Ropes. He's been on before. He's a regular contributor to the show. With WrestleMania being the first show with fans back, are you expecting this to be Happy Mania? If no, what heel do you see winning or retaining? Okay. Good question, Rab Ropes. I don't think we'll get a Happy Mania. Uh, I think no it might be in fact it might be I don't think we'll see any heels retaining I'm trying to think of the heels off the top of my head technically you can count if we're including NXT in this if you count Volta as a heel then we're looking at Volta retaining Like, let's be honest okay Tommaso Ciampa versus Volta is going to be a great match but Tommaso Ciampa is not going to up sticks to fucking Bournemouth or Stallybridge to regularly defend the NXT UK title. So I think that's a foregone conclusion that Volta's going to win. As for the rest, I will keep including NXT in this. I think Karrion Cross is going to win. And to be honest with you, see, because I've only recently just warmed to Finn Balor as the NXT champ, I'm not ready for Finn Balor to lose the title yet. Karrion Cross just... There's just something there that... Doesn't doesn't catch catch me on fire, and I think Finn Balor's cold calculatedness, the irony of his coldness, catching on fire. There you go, coldness on fire. There's a poem for you. With regards to WrestleMania, they're piling up Lashley as a heel now, especially with Corbin in his corner, uh, being an asshole towards the hot business. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin there's a clue there's a couple of names for you for some names of wrestlers whose both names are first names uh, so they're piling on the heel the heeldom of Bobby Lashley which makes me think that WrestleMania will open the show night one Drew McIntyre to retain uh, Bianca Belair to beat Sasha Banks I think I think fr- from the journey personally that Sasha Banks has been on I think they should be more than willing to make a star out of Bianca Belair. They'll be working closely to hone their story and hone their journey towards WrestleMania together. Sasha's had many a creative creative direction uh, being a part of it. And I, and I think Sasha's confidence... Mercedes is, is his confidence right now. It's sky high. And I think that's going to be a good feel-good story for Bianca Belair. <sighs> What's the other... I can see in terms of heel Apollo Crews winning if it does end up being Apollo Crews versus um, Biggie at WrestleMania for the IC title. I don't think Rhea Ripley will win. I still think it's a bit too early. If they do, I'd be pleasantly shocked, but I still don't see it happening. And the SmackDown title, oh, God knows. God knows what's happening between Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan and Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland, baby! No clue. No clue at all so it's just it's hard to judge I think it will be a happy mania for the most part Rob but I think you've got two nights to think of so it's going to be a mixed bag second question from Rab Ropes his son asks for a mustard and ketchup on his sandwiches how do I tell him he's a disappointment what you do is Rob you tell him first and foremost that mustard and ketchup as a combo is only acceptable on hot dogs or french toast 
and then you make that French toast. You smother, you spray some ketchup on there. You spray some mustard on there. You mix it together. Make sure it's not a spicy mustard. And American mustard isn't spicy. Uh, although I gave England some shit about their Sunday roasts. They fucking know a good mustard, let me tell you. English mustard, Coleman's a lot. Smear that f- sauce-laden French toast in his face and just whisper into his ear, you are a disappointment. Never forget this moment. Next question is from a guy called Ricky. Um, you know who he is. Now, his... his as question is not a question as much as it is a statement and it's technically a bit old based on MVP's tweet recently and he says hurt business splitting up is a fucking joke and I tweet, I said to him I said to him last night anything you want me to add anything you want me to say in your absence this week and he said not much apart from hurt business splitting up is a fucking joke having not seen Raw I said what with question marks and ex- uh, exclamation marks so I made a point of going to WWE's YouTube page, setting up a wee playlist on my YouTube account. I love, I love YouTube, you know, I'm not an actual fan of watching YouTube <laughs> in general, but I like the features that you've got of making playlists and stuff. But I made a playlist of all things Lashley and McIntyre from Raw this week. And Lashley and MVP splitting up with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. I thought, What? Bullshit, for a number of reasons. Bobby Lashley does not work well with shenanigans. Some of us have not been able to put a finger on why he's not been in the main event scene all these years, discounting TNA, but talking about the early days, and now, shenanigan heavy. Look at the title match at, don't know, one of the spring pay-per-views. Great match with Drew McIntyre, but it ended with a disappointing shenanigan heavy ending. Shenanigans do not work well with Bobby Lashley. He was in the Hurt Business. He was in a, a literally a stable, stable. And what happened in that within that stable, stable? He won the fucking WWE title. He was on cloud nine. He was wearing his lovely suits. He was wearing the aviator shades. He was looking suave. He was unbeatable. To the point where I thought, hmm, I'm not sure whether Drew McIntyre will regain the the WWE title. But now you've got Corbin involved, you've got shenanigans, you've got rush booking. I am not a fan of this. Just hot off the heels of Retribution kind of splitting up, or at least Retribution's minions attacking Mustafa Ali. You've got another stable faction that's broken up. And okay, MVP says hurt business is still a thing. Why? Why? I mean, you had uh, Alexander and Benjamin lose the tag titles a few weeks ago. I thought, hmm, why? Again, why? When you've got a, tab- a stable with tag titles and the world title round their waists, hurt business had a cool, like, a cool. 2020. They were in good spirits. They ended the year with winning the tag titles. They started the year, give or take a month, with the world title. It's been a long time since a stable has looked that 
dominant and credible at the top of WWE and for it to be ripped away from us just as WrestleMania is around the corner when we've already had uncertainty with the SmackDown title becoming more than a singles match, now a triple threat, with the hot potato of the WWE Championship on Raw. There's already enough uncertainty. WWE thrives off uncertainty when it comes to WrestleMania season. See uh, Kofi Kingston and Rebecca Lynch. But this, it just doesn't need it. Furthermore, Lashley and Corbin have been uh, partners before. And they've had Drew McIntyre in their corner before. Where did that get any of them? Let me give you a clue. It starts with N and ends in nowhere. That got them nowhere. McIntyre, Strowman, Lashley, Corbin got them nowhere. They just basically had match after match with the Shield. And it got them nowhere. With the Hurt Business, Lashley won the world title. With the help of the tag team, bolstered his credibility, bolstered his credence, bolstered his... Just general fucking I am Bobby fucking Lashley-ness. And he won the title. And he gets rid of them to bring in Baron Corbin, who wasn't that much of a help to him in the first place. <clears throat> Bad show, WWE. Not good. So that's what I think about that, uh, Ricky. <clears throat> right, back to Twitter for some more Twitter questions. We've got Chain Wrestling. I just uh, your chain wrestling hosts. I've already had questions for them. Cy Powell and Mags. What is your favourite wrestling podcast apart from your own, and why is it hashtag Chain Wrestling? And I'm afraid that's a highly unfair question to ask because like, I I have uh, said outright and publicly, chain wrestling has become like a go to and something I look forward to throughout the week. And I don't know if you'll like this or not. But I, prefer, I love the banter more than the actual match analysis, so it may be something you want to consider going forward, gents, but chain wrestling is some good shit. But there's a lot of other podcasts that are some good shit. A lot, obviously, Social Suplex have got some top-tier top, top content. We've got Outsider's Edge. We've got Five Nerds Go. So what I'm going to do is highlight what has become my new... My, my new... Oh, wow, this is cool. So shout-out to the Bang Bang podcast. And one of the hosts on the Bang Bang podcast, they just they pick a topic in wrestling and they just discuss it to death. Play a drinking game or take a tally of how many times the word cunt or stout is used, and you probably not you'll probably have a tie there. So shout out to Bang Bang podcast, but shout out to all those other podcasts as well. That's a really unfair question. I will never vote for you again, Cy Powell. If it's Mags that's in charge of the chain wrestling Twitter account. I'll never vote for you either. So I won't vote anymore. I won't I won't spread the word about your, your cause. So we're actually down to the last question now. And that question is from myself. So first of all, thank you to everyone for your questions tonight. Thank you to... Oh shit, here I go. Don't worry, I'll I'll tweet out tags and shit. I'll I'll tag you I'll tag you guys like the the graffiti artist that I am. Shout out, listen, anyone from Yorkshire area, Sika, A66 in England, Sika is spray painted on various spots along the A66. 
So you're talking northeast, northeast of England, you know, past the gravy, gravy fields and the fucking pastry bushes. You'll see lots of spray painted signs saying Seeker. Uh, tell me all about it, please. So shout out to Sir Sam, shout out to Five Nerds Go, shout out to uh, Ray Cash, aka Rance Morris, with the GIF. Shout out to Mags. Shout out to Muzza. Shout out to Cy Pibble. Shout out to Paul Tolley. Shout out to Jane Wrestling. They've had too many shout outs tonight. Um, shout out to myself for this last question. And it's one I want you to think about very carefully. Who? Who better than Canyon? Like, genuinely. Have you got a question? Have you got an answer? I don't think you do. Have you? Thought so. Nobody is better than Canyon. Not even your ma. So that concludes the questions this week. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you enjoyed my descent into drunkenness. Uh, <coughs> half as much as I have. Uh, so, if you remember at the start of the show, I asked you to name as many wrestlers as you could. Be honest with yourself. Come back to me. Tell me. At us. At Ricky and Clive on Twitter. At us. And tell us how many you came up with before these answers. Um, how many wrestlers with shoot names, wrestling names, or previous names, or plural names, where both names are the first names, like Edgar Davids or Thierry or Nee from the footballing world? Uh, if you haven't actually done it yet, if you've been so engrossed in the content, please pause, give yourself a few minutes, get a pen and paper, get the notes function up in your phone, and play along with me, because... I'm about to give you the 50 or so names that I know. Uh, where are they? Oh, shit, they've disappeared. No, they're here. Oh, right. So, the obvious one. Steve Austin. Adrian, so if you've got any of these, tick them off, or if you hear them and you haven't put them on your own list, remember, pause it, kick yourself in the arse, just a bit of fun to end the show. Right. Steve Austin, Adrian Neville, Sha Samuels, Kevin Owens, see, plurals count, Simon Dean, Roddy Piper, Sean Michaels, Shelton Benjamin, Mustafa Ali, Keith Lee, Daniel Bryan, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Hugh Morris, Brian Christopher, Jerry Lynn, Phil Brooke, ah, that cunt, Kay Lee Ray, Kylie Ray, Ayla Don, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, kind accounts. If you said that, I'll count it. Patrick Clark, Beast, Bronson Reed, Trevor Lee, Shane Douglas, Jim Ross, Michael Cole. Sorry if you hadn't included actual wrestling personalities, uh, so you can include wrestling personalities. Jim Ross, Michael Cole, Vic Joseph. Um, Luke Harper Rest in Peace Bray Wyatt Eric Rowan Steve Williams Stevie Richards Kelly Kelly <laughs> I, bet, I bet you I bet you nobody thought of Kelly Kelly Eddie Dennis Jack Perry Jungle Boy Jack Perry of course Christopher Daniels Jimmy Jacobs Gail Kim Nyla Rose Darby Allen Spelling of course obviously Adam Page, another spelling. Brody Lee, rest in peace once again. Uh, it's, it's fucking it's sad. Brody Lee's not with us anymore. Chuck Taylor, 
Dante Martin and Darius Martin from AEW fame, Ethan Page, Isaiah Kennedy, Jack Evans, Anna J, Justin Roberts, Justin Roberts with his big bloody shoulders, and of course, everyone's favourite melodramatic lipstick wearing refugee. <laughs> I mean referee, referee Aubrey Edwards. So if you had any of those names, give yourself a pat in the back. Be honest with me and come back to me at Ricky and Clive. Tell us how many you got. And you'll win absolutely nothing in return apart from some reply from me. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an interesting podcast I've enjoyed tonight. I know know that I can do this going forward. I just need to drink. This has been the... Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as One Nation Radio, currently on hiatus, shout out to Rich and James. Keeping it strong still, grown men watch this shit, great match generator, all things elite, grave consequences, 8-bit suplex fucking podcast. I can't wait till they do their Pokemon episode, I can't wait. Listen, I'll tell you in a minute. I'll do this in a minute. Uh, 8-Bit Suplex Podcast. Give us a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, because obviously they monopolise the podcasting market and their reviews count, ladies and gents, janitors. Ladies and gentle janitors. Um, You can find those podcasts on socialsuplex.com. You can also find the columns there. You can also get them sent directly to your email inbox if you press that sexy subscribe button get them sent to your inbox um, check on the show notes of tonight's episode on your repodcast app you've got hyperlinks to prowrestlingtees.net where you will see um, on the social suplex part of prowrestlingtees.net lots of different social suplex t-shirts there's also parts there where you can donate to the show uh, if you want, you can. I mean, let's be honest. If you've enjoyed this, if you have enjoyed this show, I have been inebriated for quite a portion of it. So, if you want to pay towards my vices, I'll 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 bin Ricky right now, and I'll do solo, drunken solo pods for the foreseeable. If you guys donate to the show and give me money for a carry out, basically. Um, also in there, you've got a link to my Lords of Pain slash WrestlingHeadlines.com columns. I'm taking a break from that for the, a long time. I know I've I've had a bit of fun tonight, but the, the joy of writing about wrestling has diminished quite a bit. I'm running out of time. Like My day-to-day life is a bit fucking mental just now. So apart from these hours and ch- hour and change that I get on Wednesdays, Tuesday nights, I've not got much time to myself. Uh, so the rest, the brand extension columns have taken a backseat for a while. I don't know if or when they'll come back. But last one, quite popular. I wrote a piece about Dave Meltzer being a dangerous piece of shit. Check it out if you haven't already. Some good, some good uh, content in there. Some funny comments as well. With regards to the Facebook group, uh, go to Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group and we are at Ricket and Clive on Twitter. So, what I was going to say, I'm, I'm actually serious here. I'll record this as extra content or whatever. I'll make it an episode. If there's anyone out there 
who has had experience in Skype or Zoom or MS Teams Skype Pokemon trading card game battles or Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game battles. If you want, if you play the Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh card games, or if you've played Epic, the the card game. There's a card game called Epic. There's a card game called Super Mario Level Eight. There's a card game called Dungeon Mayhem. You may have noticed that, like, one of my main hobbies is fucking card games. Like, okay, I like Switch. I like Uno. I like your your clubs, spades, diamonds, and hearts. I like those cards, but I like other card games. I'm not a fan of poker because it's just toxic masculinity. It's just alpha male syndrome, all that bluffing shit. Not a fan of poker. I like cards, the games with rules like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Dungeon Mayhem, Epic. Super Mario Level 8. Anyone who knows those games wants to play with me online. That sounds dodgy. You know where to find me, at Wrecking Clive. And I would love, I would genuinely love to get some Skype card games on the go with you. Uh, It's a passion. And I would fucking destroy you as well. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, WrestleMania week, you've got Raw, you've got... What's happening on Tuesday? Nothing. Is NXT moved to Tuesday now? Is NXT on Tuesday next week? I don't have a clue. No, it won't be Tuesday because you've got the fucking... No. Raw. You've got Raw on Monday night. You've got AEW Dark on Tuesday. You've got NXT Stand and Deliver Night 1 on Wednesday. You've got NXT Stand and Deliver Night 2 on Tuesday. Couldn't give a flying fuck about the Hall of Fame. But you've got Smackdown on Friday. You have WrestleMania on Saturday. You've got WrestleMania on Sunday. But most of all, you have got the Ricky and Clive wrestling show. We are going to cover absolutely none of that wrestling content. And next week we will just talk shite. No, seriously. It's a big week next week. Lots going on. Um, lots going on in the wrestling calendar listen if anyone wants to come at me and tell me the cons of AEW having dark and dark elevated whatever it's called on YouTube come at me because I'd like why am I talking about this now maybe this is a conversation for another day but I, and obviously I don't watch AEW religiously, but see if I did, and if my wrestling that I really enjoyed was on YouTube, I'd be fucking over the moon with it. Like, I really don't understand the disdain. It's like, oh, AEW only have one televised show on its network. I challenge someone who disagrees with YouTube having wrestling shows to come to me and discuss with me that topic on a future episode because I, I genuinely like I don't see the problem here I don't see the problem with wrestling being on YouTube I'm not going to sit down and actively like there are issues with AEW Dark and Dark Elevated that are issues because you know you've got about 50 matches in 2 minutes and AEW Dark Elevation, like, 
there's a there's a conversation to be had there, and I think it's a good conversation to be had. So future, future, future. Sounds like a fucking random uh, high school band. Right, listen, listen. I've obviously had a wee bit too much to drink, and I'm talking to a I'm talking to a wall. Literally talking to a wall right now. And you know what? The wall is winning the argument, so I'm going to call it quits. You'll hear from us. We're going to... Uh, I'm penciling it in, so I can't guarantee anything. But with NXT having two nights of takeovers, we're going to try and get the next episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show out to you early next week, Tuesday night, so that you're ready and prepped and you don't need to worry about listening to us. But I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, enjoy next week. It's going to be a blast, apart from the Hall of Fame. Because no one, this is an objective answer, nobody cares about the Hall of Fame. Nobody. I guarantee you that Hawk for Legion of Doom does not care about the Hall of Fame. On that note, fuck off. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.